What's up, Riley? Well, we have a new sound set up. We do have a new sound set up. We're professionals now. Yeah, we actually have two mics plugged into a computer mm -hmm. in the same room. In the same room. Right. Each our own mic. <laughs> like adults. Like adults. Take that. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> haters are devastated. Yeah, haters are devastated. talking about today uh, uh, i don't know how i would describe it national it's... conservatism i guess yeah but not nationalism right it's national conservatism so that's different well i think it's like a subcategory i guess you could have like national like communist nationalism maybe or something i don't know mm. um but it's like theocratic style no, no, not always. Well, one of them did describe himself as an ecumenical integralist, um, which is an interesting position. I don't know what any of these words mean. So ecumenical means like cross denominations. Mm. So like, like this is an ecumenical podcast. Oh, that because, one I did know I'm, that Because I'm right. an, an, an Anglican and you're a, a Lutheran. I'm not a Lutheran. No, I, I, I renounce. You're a Missouri <laughs> Put it on Lutheran. the um, but uh and then um integralism is usually i associate that with catholicism it's like people who think that the country should be run in line with church doctrine um it's like being a, a mega papist like a why do you associate that with catholicism because there are like catholic integralists hmm. i forgot what that one guy's name it's the one guy that the chapos always clown on he's hmm. like the, that guy who's like moved to hungary and then like did a pilgrimage to like i don't know he writes for one of these like the, the quillette or something like that american conservative but there are there's guys there's american conservatives who are integralists in the catholic sense interesting i yeah. guess just none of these people seem very that we've read today seem very catholic i no. guess you're not saying that they're the no. integralists but yeah they're not catholic integralists they're just like they want like like christian Amer america to be like a conservative christian of some kind country and they want to use government to make that happen mm. rather than like winning in the war of ideas and the free market they've realized that that's not going to work and they need to get in power and then exact their will through power mm. And we think that's bad. Yeah, we're yeah we're here to say spoiler. No, thank you. Yeah, we're here to say no, thank you. Um, not my not my cup of tea. No, no. Um, yeah. And there's also like some implicit critique of tech, actually, and explicit. Actually, yeah, not implicit at all. Very explicit. Named yeah, critique I think of that's tech. the main thing we're gonna be discussing today, or that's the main thing I think I'll probably be harping on yeah is how these people are thinking about technology spoiler alert they're right <laughs> no yeah. i'm serious no, i are. really think they no, are they right are. yeah um 
they're they're just mad because it's not working for them that's like like all of them are like so plain in that regard like, i guess but i don't think it's working for like anybody except like right. jeff bezos yeah enemy of the pod right have you seen those trucks that say <laughs> the amazon trucks that say pick two low prices fast delivery and like those are the only two things on there uh, do you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah the delivery trucks they have like such a big space underneath mm-hmm. and i just want to you know graffiti it yeah, like, yeah, cool. to face it and be like workers rights or something because right. like yeah they're really setting themselves up they are yeah um i've been thinking of getting into vandalism actually oh yeah yeah what's your first project <laughs> yeah it's, um you know what yeah i'm gonna force people to listen to our pod so they is like part of the evidence gathering when they're trying to try me for this so <laughs> that'll get our listens up when the detectives start listening um i want to start like def- like uh deflating the tires of gigantic trucks you know Cause, why because they're they're fascist i think oh oh was i was thinking like um like uh, like an 18 wheeler or something <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah and <laughs> i was like trucks. well i was thinking specifically uh i'm not gonna dox my location but i'm we're across the street from an elementary school and there's always like a truck legally hmm? <laughs> <laughs> a truck that uh oh yeah fully legally delivers like milk for nice. the kids lunch and i yeah. thought you were gonna go like slash the milk tires <laughs> like doing some like eco like yeah. milk is bad right no it's disabled advocacy because let me tell you once i was i was in it at once as in like a week ago i was in an alley um going for a walk and there was a woman in a wheelchair who was like going in front of a parked like lifted f-250 or something like that and her like head was probably like three feet below the top of the grill yeah like there's no way the driver of that could ever see her totally so i think it's perfectly fine to go out and vandalize those trucks yeah no i really do hate those trucks but i feel like they might have dash cams though when they're off yeah a lot of cars do like the other day so much data they're just recording 24 7 yeah the other day we were walking that's what they have a lot of of room for the storage (laughs) yeah yeah and um seriously that's why they need the (laughs) terabytes there was like a uh rear view mirror that Mm. was like recording oh wow just like yeah people walking by it was like a camera weird yeah it was really bizarre so i think you're gonna need a disguise Uh, well i was gonna wear a balaclava oh cool Yeah. yeah nice yeah. I like that. So, um, just admitting guilt here. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. I think it's a victimless crime. It is a except victimless. for the victims. Well, yeah, but they deserve it. So <laughs> it's it's totally. I agree. <laughs> I hate those lifted trucks. I hate to see them. I know. They're always such assholes on the the freeway. Yeah. They like yeah. They come at you. They really do. And like for what to get to. I don't know. Yeah. No comment of where I was gonna say like two minutes faster. Right. Well, and like. The thing is, you know, I, like, park at UCSD, like, in the staff parking, and there's, like, several of those there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, to be, like, the fucking executive assistant or whatever in, like, the, you know, eugenics lab at UCSD, like, you really need, um, like, a lifted ram, a hundred billion, you know, like, yeah. child kill dozer, 7,000. Yeah, did you, you know? see the tweet a few months ago that it was, like, Americans really need bigger, it was comparing, like, standard european truck size to american truck size mm-hmm. and the a commenter was like 
Well, the reason American trucks are so big, big much bigger, is because they have to haul steel. Oh, and it's like, right. How many fucking Americans do you know about haul steel? <laughs> I know, yeah. That's so funny to me. Right. Um, yeah, people are just freaks, um, and we should punish them. <laughs> well, that is, you know, that was the part of, you know, it's funny because I do have that impulse as a, a human being. I'm a frail man, you know, just emotionally, I should say. <laughs> I do burpees. I'm not frail physically. Oh god. But no. Um, but no, you know, I'm just as, just as flawed as everybody else. And so I totally feel that same feeling that these conser- national conservatives write about where they're like, we need to use the government to reward our friends and punish our enemies. And it's like, how do you not see that in yourself and recognize this impulse is not good? Like, mm. this is this is clearly, I shouldn't listen to this. This is bad. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's tricky. I think, every, yeah, everyone does have that impulse. I'm curious what you're most like... What is the thing that you think the government should do? To like, or, like, what is the thing that everyone should be, like, mandated to do? With regard know? to what? I don't know. What's like your most general? extreme view? Yeah. Um, well, I guess, you know, recently, like, oh, because we were talking about it, those trucks, you know, I would make those illegal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you'd have to pay, like, way more insurance or something. Because they're, they're more likely to kill people in the event of an accident. Oh, totally. So that seems like a really good reason to make, insur- like, the insurance rate like just way 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 higher for one of those like Mm -hmm. you know like you know a hundred times higher than for a normal car or something um that seems fine and but not as like a punishment though i guess it's like that's the thing that's so like scary about these national conservatives is that they're it's like the the emotion that they're putting into it makes me think it's not like a controlled they're not interested in policy in the same way they're like for policy for the sake of like studying and understanding like what might help people Mm -hmm. they're like we're going to use power to hurt people. Yeah. Definitely. I don't care really like policy levers here. We're going to hurt people. That's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's right. Mm-hmm. You want to introduce like the articles that we read for this? <laughs> yeah. Actually? yeah. Yeah. So today we're talking about, as we have in our notes, right wing stuff. Um, yeah. National conservatism. Uh, is it time to be real? It is time to be real. Yeah. I don't have be real because I'm not um, a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. You know, because there is like, there's the my friends tab, but then you go over to the discover tab and it's just like all teenagers and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. And you're trying to discover. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm just to kidding. Oh, no. Just kidding. Parody, parody. Yeah, very parody. All of this has been a joke. Even the stuff about slashing the tires. Um... Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so now that we've been real, um, now it's time to get even more real because we're talking about yeah national conservatism we read red is maybe a strong i read them oh (laughs) (laughs) i really did actually i read them i have a a morbid curiosity about these people i read most of them some of them were just what were they saying um this started out the first article i had read about this was um gosh what's it called uh the new right takes on big tech by Catherine d who writes uh default wisdom which is a kind of uh i don't know how i would categorize her conservative ish substack Mm -hmm. she also does a podcast um and i was telling you i had listened to her episode on uh bap 
Oh, yes. And yeah. it was, like, very sympathetic, like, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, recently, yeah. Yeah, recently, right. okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, Bronze Age mindset is just full of these, like, beautiful passages about loneliness. <laughs> and I was like, oh, anyway. But she did write this, uh, I thought, very interesting uh, short little article reporting on the National Conservatism Conference in Miami. I think it was last month. Uh, yeah. So, I, right. I don't... Okay. What would you add? <laughs> oh, to that? Um, or to introduce the topic. Well, okay, well, just you're in front of the computer, so I guess you could just list the articles that we did read for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so we... So, yeah, first we read The New Right Takes on Big Tech by Catherine D. We read um, The Only Path Forward is National Conservatism in the American Conservative. In The Federalist, we read We Need to Stop Calling Ourselves Conservatives. Uh, In Compact Magazine, we read Why Conservatism Failed. Uh, And then The American Mind, a publication of the Claremont Institute. Uh, The Tragedy of Our Commons by Alex Kushuda, which was the keynote at this national Mm, conservative. Right, that one I didn't read. That one is where I was like, she's right. Oh, damn. Um, And I'll be curious to hear your thoughts. And then lastly, we read a New York Times um, opinion piece that just came out uh, earlier in October called The Uncomfortable Truth That Could Yet Defeat Fascism. Uh, I don't have very sympathetic no not at all <laughs> thoughts on that one either no. but i mean they i think they correctly assess the problem and then and then completely flounder at like yeah any sort of like yeah address of those problems but yeah we'll get to that mm-hmm. um but yeah what do you want to start with i, I guess g- like what do you what is the like what is the big takeaway for you from these from like this growing movement like how would you characterize it and what made you interested in it Yeah, well, I think what is so interesting is the way that a lot of these people are describing technology is also how I would, like, initially, or, like, my first impulse is to also, like, characterize technology as this big threat to institutions and, like, the family and the self um, and stuff like that. But I think that they just, like, get it wrong somewhere <laughs> along the way. Um, and I, I did want to start maybe with the the tragedy of our commons. Um, yeah, tell me about that your take. I, did not, I didn't read that. Yeah, so like I said, keynote, or maybe not the keynote, but one of the speakers. Um, but so I'll read a passage. So she, earlier on in the... Uh, speech she writes like we need to understand that the left is the worship of pure autonomy every allegiance you have to kin and kind every institution every tradition every category you use to make sense of the world is an insult to pure autonomy your pleas for freedom sound incoherent to the left what you want the freedom to be unfree do you want the freedom to bind yourself to oppressive archaic institutions to chain yourself to limited concepts of gender and sexual expression the old framing splits that uh sorry the old flaming the old framing that splits politics between one individualism concerned with freedom and two collectivism concerned with equality is a cloak disguising the fact that both the left and the right have been practicing the same worship of autonomy one is just lagging a bit behind but always always catches up the game is rigged we lose so 
Hmm. That's how she starts. And I think that she, first of all, is right, as we will also get into, that to be a conservative has, like, traditionally meant to, like, take a losing stance. Because, like, Mm -hmm. obviously, like, you're going to (laughs) lose in the face of, I don't know, whatever we decide to call progress. Um, But, so the reason she brings up this autonomy, this, like, worship of autonomy on both sides is because she says that we are living in this tragedy of the commons. Um, Okay, so I'm going to read a little more. So she writes... In economics, the tragedy of the commons refers to a situation in which individuals who have open access to a common resource without shared rules about how to use it act according to their own self-interest, which leads to the ultimate depletion of that resource. The usual example is public pasture land, also called a commons in Britain. If the pasture is grazed by everyone's livestock and maintained by no one, it will soon be overgrazed and destroyed. The easiest way to understand the intangible commons is that they create our societal default setting. This emerges from the relationships, technologies, and incentives present in that society. It always takes effort to move past the default, and whatever the default is will be chosen by most people. And so, end quote, she goes on to describe how, like, attention is key for human agency and the attention economy is really destructive right and so like that's the commons that's being destroyed and more specifically like our relationships are being ruined by technology because the attention economy is destroying our agency um and yeah i guess the last passage i'll read about this she says your only mission your only imperative is to introspect to investigate your desires in the moment and from a place of deep authenticity to exercise consent the problem and the secret here that would give away the game is that our desires are not our own they do not spring forth unassisted from a mysterious little uh homunculus piloting behind your eyes they arise from our bonds to each other our culture our obligations and our hierarchies once those bonds are severed admittedly some may be freed to reach for the stars but most are more likely seduced by an ever deepening gutter um and i think that's like a little doom and gloom yeah but i don't know i think she's kind of on to something i think she's no i i think she's totally right in her like this is what pisses me off is like it, the left isn't opposed to that you right. know so like all of these people do this where they just completely misdescribe what the left is like they equate like they want to somehow argue that like like bernie you know and like i don't know like woke tiktokers and mark zuckerberg are somehow all on the same side or something like that. right and like i follow her her diagnosis of the problem very closely like i think that's exactly right i do think that like so much of like the observation that attention as like the feature of like the or like the main fiat (laughs) like of the economy Mm -hmm. or something like that of uh, like uh, of tech is like so destructive because attention is so necessary for like the building of a human life um that that seems exactly right yeah and of course the thought that yeah like we're not just like the sort of naive i don't know like corporate version of like freedom where you're just like yeah do your thing like introspect know your desires and then buy stuff is clearly wrong Um, yeah but it's so weird to say that then that that is what the left wants right like to me that that's totally alien from like the the left that i am familiar with (laughs) yeah or consider myself a part of yeah and i think that i don't know i've been thinking about this like question of 
agency and responsibility because I was uh, in the class I'm teaching the other day. We were talking about um, like digital blackface. Yeah. Um, but like one of the things that came up, we were also talking about like beauty standards and plastic surgery. And one of my students said, I think that the age of consent for plastic surgery should be raised to 21. And this yeah. is like, I don't know. And everyone was kind of like voicing opinion with this, which I found really shocking because these are also students who are also like, you know, really into like identity and freedom and yeah. self-expression and TikTok. And I, <laughs> I don't know. It was yeah. just like kind of shocking to hear people be like, yeah, actually like, people shouldn't be allowed or not shouldn't be allowed people shouldn't like use self-tanner and they shouldn't really like alter their appearance and kind of like advocating this really kind of like traditional yeah opinion which right. i also kind of agree with it like a lot of what was being said but those students definitely would not call themselves national conservatives <laughs> no because it's not the only like I don't know. This position isn't owned by national conservatives. No, that's the good observation that the um, New York Times article made is that even if there's there's just like a small cadre of perverts who really are into this, <laughs> like the dudes who we read, but like they are able to speak very effectively to the anxieties that people in general have, even if they aren't themselves like Nazis, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think my gripe with this Alex Kashuda article is like first she seems like she's gonna or she doesn't really like go into like taking aim at uh any like group of people um but she also isn't like proposing any solutions she just says like quote there is no neutral ground to be reconquered because there never was every regime is in its own way a theocracy to protect and revivify are intangible commons we must first agree that they are worth saving and it's like okay um but then she also like spends a long time not a long time but like enough a noticeable time like going on a tangent about seed oils and like how bad processed they are, food yeah like, yeah <laughs> and it's like what is oh it's my so gosh. funny these people like almost get it and then they just go hardcore or stupid at like a certain point yeah I like the thing about every every regime is a theocracy, though. That sounds, dare, dare I say, a little based. Ooh. I, I kind of like it. Dang. Um, yeah, I feel like I don't. I'll admit it. What does she mean? I get it. <laughs> you know? yeah. I don't get it. I don't know. I, I, like to, I like to pretend I know what she means, or like I could give her a meaning maybe that isn't right, but it's better than what she might have meant, mm -hmm. um, which is that like, you know like ideology is 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 pervasive mm. you know in, in any system and so like if you have like you know maybe money's our god in this one and in that way the u.s is is a theocracy or something like that um okay like well, the, the market is the god to which all things must be sacrificed you know whether you consent to that religion or not um, yeah you could say something like that i don't know if she'd want to though it's hard I, to pinpoint where these people stand on like economic style questions i think that was a very helpful way of explaining it and um now that you say this i'm like oh she thinks that the theocracy is like the worship of autonomy that was oh, what she's arguing to yeah. take it back um and i think she might be right about that as well and i think that is bad yeah i guess well i really i'm a big autonomy head oh yeah, big, yeah. you like it i love autonomy <laughs> but not the naive version of it where it's mm -hmm. like 
because the naive worship of autonomy sounds to me like the thing she's mad at where it's like we suppose that we have like a homunculus in our head that's just the wellspring of all desires that occur like sweet generous or something like that but like understood as like humans as understood as like essentially social you know and like part of communities and traditions and that sort of thing can still have autonomy while still recognizing that and so like you know there's a there's a middle way here there's like a yeah Yeah, where it's okay to like honor autonomy but still recognize that people's desires come from you know their situatedness or something Mm -hmm. yeah i think the 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 way i'm thinking of autonomy is really or like the way i'm thinking of it when i'm thinking of it as bad is in like uh would probably be better called like narcissism yeah yeah <laughs> uh i don't know yeah i was just watching a tiktok today about how it can be bad to like journal and like reflect so much mm-hmm. and i think that's true and yeah. i think that's what she's kind of i mean she wouldn't probably say that exactly it's bad to, but whatever yeah you know what i mean no i agree yeah i mean that's kind of like what um like so much of like social media production is like obsessing over the narrative of yourself that you're spinning for like the world to see you mm-hmm. know it's kind of like a sort of multimedia journaling in a way and I, and that that's obviously pretty bad too yeah um, any performance yeah makes things or like i don't know performing something makes it like higher stakes you know right so i think it's bad to be performing oneself but i also think it's naive to be like oh technology makes us do this right like that's just no this living. is like the the project or a part of the project of modernity actually you know <sighs> and technology is like the culmination of that yeah um, and these people love to talk about modernity they do you know what misunderstand modernity's good now i'm gonna I don't remember where I landed during our three-part series, but now I like it because these people don't. So. Oh, yeah, well, the Compact Mag article says mm-hmm. a technological society can have no traditions in that moder- modernity is, like, the same thing as capitalism. So Shit. does that mean you like capitalism, Fuck. Lorenzo? <laughs> gotcha. I got I got gotcha. <laughs> you got checkmated so hard <laughs> by this. C.S. Lewis is yeah. clapping from heaven right now. <laughs> he's in hell for sure. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. No, he's not, guys. That's a joke. I would never say that. I'm too sweet. <laughs> no one is in hell. Hell isn't real. It's not. We're universalists here. talking about uh, oh the compact mag article right yeah so what else was in that one because that was the other one i didn't read even though i put it there well i'll read you your note okay really the very existence of these dipshits is more to our point than any particular article (laughs) that's right (laughs) what do you mean by that well so you do know what compact mag is Mm -hmm. have you seen about it okay so compact is sorry helicopter is flying overhead we're in an occupied (laughs) 
territory because <laughs> we're Christians, just like C.S. Lewis said. Um, remember he was like, remember that was like the quote that you read at the end of the, of the C.S. Lewis one? Oh, where yeah, he's like, Christians need to like, treat themselves as like I thought you were doing strangers in an occupied. No, oh, oh dear. <laughs> We all right, so back to compact <laughs> yeah, mag. Yeah. So we um yeah, compact is like uh it is a oh shit, I don't realize it's not falling. Okay. Um compact is like they're like the um reactionary, like economic socialist, but but um uh politically or like cultural conservative magazine. Oh. So they're like anti-woke like mm-hmm. anti-woke socialist ish I, I guess i think they call themselves like i don't know if they call themselves socialists but they're like we need like universal health care but just for white people or something not, not oh, literally man. But, not literally but like <laughs> they that's, almost had me no that's the vibe yeah yeah oh this one okay so i just found this to be such a bizarre article because yeah so as i said an early uh, paragraph says a technol a technological society can have no traditions. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. That is like, what does that even mean? Yeah, society is technological. Right. We wouldn't. Yeah. Sorry, you're putting grain away for later. Technology. Yeah. yeah you know, you wrote something down. Technology. Well, have you seen that like meme? I gotta stop referencing memes because I feel like it's really like cringe of me, if you will. But yeah. uh, when it's like return to tradition but then it just keeps going further and further no, back that sounds good so yeah. until it's like uh you know the the guy the little guy climbing out of the water the oh, animal the yeah, creature yeah. yeah the animal creature yeah <laughs> yeah the amoeba yeah um yeah so yeah so i found that annoying that they said you know technological society like what does that mean and then also they as also noted conflate modernity with capitalism uh so like they write modernity liquidates traditions for the same reason that a firm might liquidate an underperforming factory to improve the allocation and return of capital right um and i think that that can be true but i don't think it is like the project of modernity is not the project of a factory you know and maybe i'm just like giving a really um like ungenerous reading no no i don't i think they do want to tie these things together i mean this is the problem with like articles (laughs) you know (laughs) as like a medium yeah is that like they often like paint in broad strokes because they're like trying to get a vibe across more than like a careful sort of like argument but like no you'd have to believe some sort of weird like cultural determinism to think that, which, I mean, Marxists, I guess, kind of believe in their own way, but, like, like you know, true, like, you know, dogmatic Marxists, but, like, where you think, like, the project of modernity just entails capitalism, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think that is the... Yeah. Like, they're... Like, you buy Fukuyama's, like, end of history thing, but you think also, like, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then this is also the article that they talk, they, like, give an example of, like, uh agriculture you know for for millennia uh farmers seeking to sustain the soil employed crop rotation blah 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 but now consider the effects of a single technology on all of this which is um uh ammonium nitrate fertilizer uh and how this like 
destroyed the American family because people didn't have to, like, have six kids to work on the farm. (laughs) And it also, like, you know, drove farmers out of business and all this and it's like okay (laughs) still american values mm, i don't know i just think it's like a silly i just like don't understand what they want yeah they don't know what they want either it's like a purely like i don't know libidinal reaction where they're like i don't know like (laughs) <laughs> He's, okay. Sorry. Okay, we're at my apartment and i have a cat and he's not even doing he, you know he's just attacking the chair i think that's fine i just don't want it to be noisy bradley what do you have to say for yourself okay he's stretching he's stretching um yeah but like it's just like this they're like fussing they're just fussing around like they don't have like a clear like what kind of social organization do they want the closest thing that i've seen like people is like the what's what's the what's peter thiel's little like the guy who whisper his his guy who whispers in his ear his warm tongue um what you know the guy who dasha and anna like uh mold bug or whatever oh my god like that guy you know he wants some sort of like corporate monarchy theocracy style bullshit and that's like the closest thing i've seen to any of these this like faction of freaks like put forward as like actually what like what does the world look like under their rule? Right, right, and yeah, the, the in this compact article, they're definitely not giving solutions. And you know, to be fair to them, I don't know who wrote this. I'm using them in the singular, I guess. Uh, they write like I don't relate all of this to lament the loss of an older way of life, but to highlight how extensive the social impact of a single technology can be. Okay. Yeah, duh. Have you heard of fire? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Grow up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Take a class. Read a book. (laughs) Read a book. Go outside. Yeah. I recognize you have a microwave in your apartment. (laughs) You know, like. Yeah. 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 So I just found it really just like ridiculous. And also, I think that to conflate like modernity and capital is really like self-defeating um yeah even if these people are claiming to be like somewhat socialist i think it's even self-defeating right um and it lacks like any imagination (laughs) like i don't know i think that's my other like main gripe with these articles is i think technology can be really good you know right autonomy is bad as we've established no one should have it um that's a joke but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know right it just okay so i guess let me let me talk through a little bit of what the other articles are about um i don't have it in front of me so i'll be riffing from memory but like there was one in the american conservative and one in the federalist magazine and both of them were kind of getting after the same general idea which is that the american conservative movement needs to basically abandon its project from the past like hundred or so years where it conceives of itself as a primarily like like economically libertarian but values conservative sort of mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. like your standard if you think of your standard republican who's like yeah big businesses should do whatever they want no government intervention um but yeah like socially i do think families are important we need like lots of big families of christians who mm-hmm. have lots of kids and are white you know and that's like the general idea but they, these guys are saying, like, no, in order to secure the latter good, like these socially conservative things, we need to 
beef up the government actually and take it over like mm-hmm. the like hands-off government market thing has run amok it hasn't worked out the way that we thought it would basically this is why i say they're like just like oh shit okay uh, we're changing our values because it didn't work for us before right. um which they are like admitting basically but i think it's very like it's silly but whatever so they're like saying okay big business as it turned out turned into like big wokeism and so like the like letting like the apples and googles and bank of americas of the world run the world is just gonna reproduce more like wokists <laughs> yeah and so we need to get in the government punish those big companies for doing for making people do anti-racism training basically and then also using the government like i don't know do a bunch of anti-immigration stuff i don't know maybe give white people money if they have kids i'm not sure what their policies would look like but that's basically what their what their thing is and there's good reason to believe because we talked about this before like on the um in the that james pogue article from vanity fair from a while Mm -hmm. back about the new right like this is kind of the the movement that um conservatism in america is is going toward like it seems like the bush neocon style like small government you know, family values pairing is kind of dead in the post-Trump era. So that's like what these, that's what the, the view put forward by, can you tell me what are the author's names? Oh, I yeah. Feel like I'll credit yeah. them even though they're, they're big dummies. So they're, the Federalist one is by John Daniel Davidson. John Daniel Davidson. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one? The American Conservative one? Yeah. By Josh Hammer. Josh Hammer. I know Josh Hammer. I mean, not personally. personally but, yeah. Your best friend? Yeah, we're friends. Yeah, we hang out. Yeah. <laughs> he was at your, your party where you got all the beer. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, that does seem like that is definitely the future. And I, yeah, the thing that frustrates me, well, many things that frustrate me. I also think we should punish Google and Amazon, right. but not because of wokeness. Right. And right. I do think that they have destroyed America, but not with their wokeness. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, right. And also the other the other note I wrote um, on the Federalist piece was like, it just is really frustrating to read these articles by like these neocons or national conservatives or whatever yeah talking as if like this is a life or death matter when right. like all these people like work in fucking offices and are, like <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know I, I was thinking about this in terms of QAnon when they're like this is a battle like the QAnon people the QAnon church people who say like this is the battle for the soul of our country and it's like i don't know i think it's just like tired when people the conservatives are like oh well you're not thinking of like the farmers and you're not thinking of blah 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 and it's like right. okay well are farmers even real i've never met one <laughs> I, oh my yeah. god you know? <laughs> <laughs> no i know yeah but you know it just feels right. like so disingenuous and i think i would i don't know I don't know. I think I'm taking us on too much of a tangent. Of course, everybody is interested. Like, everyone has their own self-interest. Right. And I think for these people to be being like, no, we actually don't have self-interest. We're, because we're like, you know, not left and woke or whatever. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they, they're like doing two really big rhetorical moves. Like, mm-hmm. one, they're sort of trying to make you feel like there's a crisis at hand. 
And I think, like, to be fair, there kind of is, but it's not the one that they they think is happening, or at least they don't have, like, a full grasp of it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, their first move is, like, okay, we all feel a little bit like there's something about to go down. Yeah. Because there probably is. But, like, or it currently is, rather, if we're, like, in the middle of it, because it's going to take some time to, like, play out. But, like, and they're, like, okay, so that means we don't have time for, like, you know, like, pussyfooting around. Like, we really got to actually, we got to act fast. Yeah. In these decisive ways. Um, and then, like, oh, what was the second thing I was going to say that they do? They're, like... Oh, that everyone has their own, like, self-interest, and it feels, like, disingenuous. Right, yes, yeah. And then, they, yeah, and so they're trying to, like, make it seem like they're just, like, reasonably coming to this conclusion, as though it's not. Right. Just, like, all of, literally, these people's entire, like, thing is they got, like, mad that the person at Starbucks behind the, the counter, like, had they, them pronouns. Like, they saw that. Totally. And it freaked them out, and now they are, like, coming up with this whole bullshit politics because they were just, like, a little uncomfy because they didn't know what to do for, like, four minutes. Yeah, do you want to hear a passage that I think sums that up well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From yeah. the Federalist article? Uh, so, who is a guy? Josh Daniel Davidson um, writes, put bluntly, if conservatives want to save the country, they are going to have to rebuild and in a sense refound it. And that means getting used to the idea of wielding power, not despising it. To take a pause, I think that could be like true of a progressive movement as well. Yeah, it is um, true. It's like yeah. up to here, I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Then he continues. Right. Why? Because accommodation or compromise with the left is impossible. One need only to consider the speed with which the discourse shifted on gay marriage from assuring conservatives ahead of the 2015 uh obergefell decision that gay americans were only asking for toleration to the never-ending persecution of jack phillips yeah and jack phillips um for reference is this guy who didn't want to like bake a gay couple a wedding cake right and it's like wait a minute wait a minute we have to like wield power just to like so a man doesn't have to bake a cake (laughs) right because he hates gay people so much like that's just like insane like they act like this is like life or death literally he just doesn't like gay people and that's what all of this is about and it's just like ridiculous and i think like he's yeah i i just like imagine the same like like progressives using the same logic like for abortion rights which i think is more a matter of life or death for like many people um or like you know any other uh number of issues universal health care and like the high price of insulin also like come to mind right um but just like we would be called like bleeding heart liberals or whatever right. and just like teased for like being so emotional this is like histrionic right it is cake right and i just think it's so literally it's about a cake too i mean yeah you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh so I just yeah. think it's like ridiculous. Like they're clo- they're they're right about mm-hmm. uh, like maybe technique, but like their purpose is so wrong. Right. Well, it's funny. It's almost like a it's like a cool experiment about like how far you're like like you can actually wind up making some pretty intellectually robust observations about socioeconomic situations in the United States and like culture and stuff 
if you're so driven by something as stupid as like being uncomfortable with the existence of gay people <laughs> like these people have like these elaborate theories these really like yeah, complicated totally. ways that are like actually kind of insightful in some ways like all of the stuff that alex what's her face was saying about technology brilliant observations but all driven by the fact that they're like wait a minute like you know qualcomm has like a gay float in the pride parade and this is freaking me out It's us. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't even know what, where we should go. Well, I Next. guess that's like, yeah, the outline of the movement is basically like a sort of, yeah, socially, um, socially conservative, but trying to use big government to like force that into being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, like, oh, well, I guess the other part that's important to understand from this is, like, they, like, the the kind of, like, Ritavern guys and, like, Trad Cafe girls and, like, those kinds of people are, they're not, like, affiliated in any sort of formal sense with these people, but they're all part of that, like, like, this is a thing that people are thinking in general, not just the perverts at the, the um, American conservative, like, it's also you know regular people you know yeah teen teen girlies on tiktok and Mm -hmm. like you know muscle bros who read read bronze age pervert are kind of all like weirdly feeling this vibe of like and us and (laughs) and us a little bit yeah 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 Yeah. return to mainline protestantism (laughs) yeah yeah And I think... Return to open and affirming mainland Protestantism, though. That's my... Yeah. <laughs> right. Totally. And then, okay. Well, maybe the last thing I'll say about the, the Federalist article um, is, like, he also spent some time talking about, like, quote-unquote, the transgender question. This is what I was thinking oh, about yeah. when, like, the, the, you know, people are mad that Qualcomm has a pride right. float. Right. Is that um, this man says, like no, we need to get comfortable saying that people who take their kids to drag queen story hour should be arrested and like has really extreme views. Um, And that, I don't know. He like goes on about, is this one he talks about critical race theory? It's just like ridiculous to me. Like I just don't. Yeah. Like obviously that's (laughs) the main thing that like we differ on from these yeah people but i just think if you're gonna talk about like a matter of life and death like i don't know be hard about it right you know? yeah. like anyway well okay so we've established i think pretty clearly we differ from these people you know mm-hmm. this is a, a queer affirming podcast yeah. <laughs> it is though actually but like where, where what what do you think is similar about us um I think we also don't trust the libs. Right. Uh, yeah, I also think it's fucking weird that Qualcomm had like a massive float in the Pride Parade. Like yeah. I thought, but I thought that was bad because they're like imperializing like a you know traditionally subversive space or something like that. That's sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why the cops shouldn't be there. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, oh. Totally. Uh, yeah, but I think that we are suspicious of the free market right and kind of 
the way that corporations um i will say that i do think that it is like pernicious that these big companies are using wokeism as a way so to speak um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a way to like um overreach like what corporations have like traditionally been able to do i think it's bad that amazon is like no we love i don't know like i don't know how to, i i can't think of an example but right well like, like I don't data know, like collection the, is bad right there's something you know? suspicious about like the the pride and black lives matter like sections at target yeah. you know that pop up like that does seem like i look at that and i'm like yeah representation's good and all that but like this seems really sinister and like it has a sinister undercurrent even if it has like some positive externalities yeah and i think the most extreme thing i'll say about it is i think that such a focus on identity politics can be a way to kind of like cloud class consciousness right um and that's as far as as that's like the most extreme yeah position i'll take Bradley That's agrees. Bradley. Bradley is a class reductionist, though, <laughs> so you got to watch out for him. He's a... <laughs> Bradley, don't be bad. Don't knock over the tea. Oh, oh especially not the beer, because that one I'm still drinking. <laughs> um. Um, and I think that we also are wary of these technologies and how they're affecting our attention, I think, is probably the key. Right how they're reorienting our like way of being in the right. world um yeah, yeah as as Catherine d put it uh she said that they find the new right see tech as a direct threat to their values so socially economically politically and metaphysically right <laughs> us too yeah that's i mean that's true yeah <laughs> maybe not you, metaphysically you know i think metaphysically because you know like we had that we developed the like simone Ve style view of, of attention as a sort of divine act and if your attention's getting like really fucked up from staring at tiktoks all day mm-hmm. that's that's the satanic tech company <laughs> severing your connection from the divine that okay that's true yeah so i'm fighting a battle with satan because right. i've really been watching a lot of tiktok right and let me tell you it hasn't been good no i've been yeah satan's <laughs> it's been destroying my brain yeah yeah, Catherine D also writes, and sorry I'm reading so much, but she says, tech frames how we view the world as digestible, tweetable, or TikTok-friendly stories, our relationship to our own bodies, smartphones, their own type of prosthetic limbs, and for some, even our internal monologues, variously narr- narrated by a Spotify soundtrack or by the incessant voice telling us to check the feed. If you're listening on Spotify right now, thank yeah. you. Right. <laughs> Keep yeah. it up. Keep it up. But yeah. just be aware. You know, that's like... um. Patricia Lockwood's communal mind, you know, mm-hmm, totally. is a good example of that. Yeah. Damn. Well, okay. All right. So we agree with them in that respect. But the, I guess the way that I want to, like, tell the story is that, like, like, conservatives got what they wanted for a while. Because, like, the cultural, like, the zeitgeist was one of, like, a recently post-Western settlement like western of the united states like uh settlement like frontier ethos that got like mm-hmm. turned into this kind of conservatism that was winning for a bit like this kind of like okay like build expand you know or like the project of like white imperial america you mm-hmm. know worked out and then once that ran out of gas and like the same structures that allowed that to flourish like began like cannibalizing that very 
thing, mm-hmm. like the very people that had, had previously been helping. Now the, these conservatives are like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we actually don't <laughs> like on, free markets on. and big companies doing whatever they want because it's not working out for our, for yeah. our vision anymore. Yeah. Well, and so they happen into some of the same critiques that we have. Yeah. But we've been knowing this. We've been knowing this. I'm curious to see. I don't know a lot about um, Christian nationalism, but I'm curious about how these two intersect, and we'll have to do a later episode on right on that. Um, Or like and like actual theocracy. Yeah. Because there are some. There are some real like theocrats. There's some some serious papists who wish to cede power to the bishop of rome you know and you agree no what oh (laughs) (laughs) i'm just no i'm famously you're like someone someone no no. (laughs) like is he in this room it's It's bradley Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) sweet sweet obese boy yeah Uh, um Mm -hmm. no i'm a protestant Mm mm-hmm Right. How could I forget right. when you never stopped telling me? <laughs> no. um, yeah, so, okay. What... How do you think this relates to misenchantment as a whole? Why are we... Yeah. Why are we concerned with this? I think they because they've happened into some of the same observations. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think, like, you need... Or they're kind of realizing, like we're all on this like sinking ship, and they're they're like finally realizing also, like mm-hmm. the like conservative previously they would have been like some form of like you know hyper capitalist guy, but they're realizing that that is causing the ship to sink too, mm-hmm. and like I guess so they might actually agree with a lot of the observations that people like Charles Taylor or like. Um, uh, or her make about you know like the contemporary world um mm-hmm. it's just that they're taking it in like a like i just feel like they're disingenuous about it because they're like they just have these like personal prejudices that they're like ad hoc defending with this kind of theoretical position you mm-hmm. know yeah and and then using these genuinely insightful observations about the way that like tech and and like corporate overreach and democratic power are like actually hurting the country to like support their ultimately just like prejudiced viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um Yeah, I think that's right. Should we turn to the New York Times article about how we can use yeah. these yeah. uncomfortable truths to right. defeat fascism? Right. 10 unlikely tips to defeating to defeating fascism <laughs> that Seriously. you can do at home. Oh my gosh. Remember when BuzzFeed was a thing? Yeah. Miss those days. Me Just too. kidding. Speaking Me of attention, I'm destroying. a Ravenclaw. Hmm? I said I'm a Ravenclaw. Oh. Mm-hmm. But or sometimes a Gryffindor, it depends. Oh, really? Right. Interesting. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> Hufflepuff? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would probably be a Ravenclaw. Sometimes Slytherin. Yeah, I could see that. Thanks. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Ravenclaw wing Slytherin. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> J.K. Rowling be like, what if a whole group of students was just evil? evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, mood. Right. <laughs> no. yeah. Um, yeah. We should 
because we're talking about identity we should list all of our okay um myers-briggs yeah I, infp i think me too no, really? yeah that makes sense actually <laughs> thanks yeah. infp um enneagram two oh i'm wing... a four. Oh, really okay mm-hmm. wing something i forget which one one or three yeah i don't remember <laughs> um the better one. Oh, okay um, yeah i'm a straight man who's a two so that's pretty uncommon oh um, wow yeah 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 listen up yeah. ladies <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um let's see i don't know what other identities i'm a libra oh you're a libra mm-hmm. what's your moon and rising i have that i have no idea that's thank god yeah because <laughs> that would be bad yeah, if i know. knew i'd be random <laughs> right. as hell <laughs> yeah that is what i was thinking i'm yeah. not gonna say it right <laughs> <laughs> cool and what's your blood type i actually don't know i did know and then i forgot i think it's written somewhere i, have like... I asked um for christmas a few years ago i was for like... some blood <laughs> yeah i drank all the different types yeah. and figured out which one tasted best right <laughs> um no you can get these little kits that you just like prick your finger and mm. like put them put the blood on the paper and then right. it reacts and it tells you what blood type you have right it's very fun. Yeah. Would recommend. Okay, I should do that. Um. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to defeat fascism? Yeah, yeah, tell me. By using our Ravenclaw spirit. No, right. we're supposed to. Okay, so this um, is a guest essay by Anand uh, Jirid Haradas. Um who is the author of a book called The Persuaders at the Front Lines of the Fight for Heart Mo- Hearts, Minds, and Democracy. Um, and he is basically saying, like, you know, the left always talks about how the right is good at telling stories, right. but they don't really give any solutions. And then he basically does the same thing. Right. Um, so he says we need to command... Wait, who is the author again? um anand jirid oh i know this guy do yeah you? yeah again not oh yeah he was also at the party he brought a 12 pack which is again why i have so much alcohol uh no but i know what did him he bring yeah. <laughs> tecate oh, yeah, no. No. <laughs> no i love Typical. tecate actually it's great oh. um no uh he yeah he does he was like he came he came to power he came to prominence of to some degree because he's written like he's one of those dudes who does like hey, like, Silicon Valley, like, rich liberals, here's why socialism is actually, like, what you agree with. Oh. Um, but, like, in a way that makes him very suspicious to a certain kind of... Like, I would say the, like, actual Bernie left-type yeah. people on Twitter mm-hmm. are suspicious of him. Um, I'm curious. And he does a little bit of, like, like clout-chasing stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I just recognize his name from this kind of stuff. I'm curious to read his book or find out why he thinks that Silicon Valley liberals want socialism because they don't. No, they don't. But... No, they actually love being, uh, you know, fiscally conservative. Right. And they love to hate poor people. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay, so go on. So, yeah, so he says we need to command attention you know, the right presently runs laps around the left and its ability to manage and use attention. Okay, whatever, we've established this. Um, 
make meaning step number two yeah uh and he says like while the right inserts itself into this meaning making process uh 24 7 the left mostly just offers policy um so this he gives the example of like um you know tucker carlson uh like blaming immigrants for everything he says great job guys no not really um but then three is where i get hung up he says meet people where they are and he talks about how like we need to both make it clear that like racism is unacceptable but we also have to like let everybody into the coalition and i just don't see how that is really like he this is where i started to feel like oh he's just doing the same thing that he's criticizing right you know um let's see what else pick fights i think he's right about that we should be coming after uh oh wait a funny thing about this he said um why did beto o'rourke go viral when he confronted the republican governor greg abbott during a news conference or called a voter an incest epithet guess what the incest epithet was what motherfucker it took me so long to figure out because i was like he called him an incest epithet i didn't even know that there were those and but it turns out there is yeah i I never i never i don't think i considered that about the word motherfucker right yeah but i i think he's right that yeah the progressives should be like hey fuck you jeff bezos um right you know then we got provide a home <sighs> whatever that means tell the better story oh that's it yeah <laughs> i don't know it's like yeah but what is i guess like the th- the thing is there isn't like okay this is like the way that i think about it in my mind it's like okay so you want to be like on the progressive left right Mm -hmm. there's not really like an institutional left to be a part of except for the dsa or something like that which is you know its own its own can of worms but like okay so like what do you do like okay well it looks like there's plenty of signifiers in popular culture that you can like adopt Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so like okay like i guess i'll go to the to the pride section at target and buy some stuff or something you know and there isn't like a strong like political movement there it's just like you get like shuffled from interest and desire for activism into like a kind of right um uh like consumerism like a sort of like politically slanted consumer like politically flavored consumerism um and so i guess he's right that like i mean he's right we need to like do better about meaning making stuff but like what's what's the meaning um well he does say where do you do that yeah. yeah well he says the the reason the right is really good at that is because they have um their own small institutions they have like churches right. and community groups yeah. um to your you know point exactly that's yeah. what i was saying with tavern <laughs> to open and affirming right. <laughs> mainline protestantism yeah um, yeah yeah <laughs> so you actually yeah he, he actually yeah at the bottom he says a great example of this is lorenzo <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was I was asking you a very leading question. I just yeah, to say, like, you know, go down. What do we find do? a Methodist church with a queer flag on it? And yeah, sh- you know, sh- <laughs> show up with your Target with gay your... pride T-shirt, right? And say, hey, yeah, everybody, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess like I mean I don't know. Do we have? I don't know if we have an answer either. 
No, I guess it would be... I don't know. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I think get offline. But I can't really, you yeah. know. I need to do that myself. Right. You know? um, meet people out in the world. I know. <laughs> I but, like, I do think, like, the thing that helpfully unites the right is at least large portions of it and especially the portions of it that are willing to do away with like small government all market versions of Mm -hmm. of right-wing politics is that they do have like a pretty coherent like thing to point to right like they can say we are like conservative christian european people and we want to maintain that kind of like ethos Mm -hmm. and there isn't as clear of like like left ish like broadly progressive people don't seem to have the same like organizing like ethos um yeah other than just like a kind of like insistence upon pluralism of a kind which is great of course like i'm all for that but i just don't there isn't like it doesn't bind you together to be like i love that we're all different from each other and then leave it there you know yeah yeah i'm thinking about how over the summer i was teaching the same class i'm teaching now and i had them read this book we should read it for the pod it's called who owns the future Mm -hmm. by jaron lanier i probably mentioned it on the pod before and it's this like microsoft guy who's very hippie and he just argues that like amazon and walmart i think walmart because amazon wasn't so big yet are just like destroying america and like destroying like our ability to like connect with each other and i thought my students would like love this book and when i was reading it i was like yes this is so obvious to me that this is like the issue this is the thing that could unite america you know like really having my big um lecturer dreams and they just didn't get it (laughs) they were like no actually walmart is good um and to me it just seems so obvious that we should like unite against our corporate overlords you know and that could be our narrative that like right we are you know a diverse group of people and that's actually better than yeah i don't know the the indomitable human spirit or whatever (laughs) is better than walmart but people just weren't on board for that you know yeah no, I know, like, well, actually, because I was thinking about this, too, like, I, I've had a similar experience where I was trying to, like, show my students a kind of, um, I don't know, cri- like, a several critiques of the way that tech, like, or particularly social media, in the case that we were looking at, like, sort of forces change, like, personal changes in your life that are bad, right? Like, very straightforward, like, look how, um, I don't know, like, look at the way that like our ability to interact with our own lives is sort of like hyperbolized and turned into like this silly thing um by by tech um and like uh they just didn't they just didn't like it mm-hmm. um what was i what, what was the article that i was sorry i was a little distracted by like the whatever was causing the sound on your track there. yeah i know i'm wondering what's doing that as well um hmm disturbing well um, i had them read it's all over um which yeah. is that that did you read that um, yeah i have it was, pulled up actually cool it was a it's an article in the point mag by justin e.h smith who's a philosopher that i like philosopher and curmudgeon um, <laughs> um, but he's great and um like they just didn't like it like i had a, like several students who were really like you know uninterested in the in the critique against like 
algorithmically produced culture like they thought perhaps this is actually a good thing to have you know like uh, the algorithms of marketability and like likability produce cultural objects um and like dang you know <laughs> like yeah it, it is hard it is hard to have like a truly like humanist left um in the face of like how easy it is to just like stuff because it's you know easy to access or i don't know yeah my yeah. students seem more ambivalent about it than i would have than i would be or i would have expected as well and i think it makes me feel very like cynical like we're too far gone (laughs) yeah but then i think like well old people must have felt that way about like us or whatever right i mean maybe they were right too (laughs) (laughs) yeah hard to say right How's it going? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm having a real what can be done moment. Right. I guess you have your thoughts. Return. Ret- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know. Like, I guess I feel like my intuition in the, in this arena is that like, the reason that one of the reasons that I find like religious practice important is it's it's because it's something that draws you away from like the ceaseless churn yeah. and and pull of just like consumer market capitalism shit you know yeah um it's like a way to to subvert that if you if you use it that way which you should mm-hmm. um which like you know I think I think especially Christianity lends itself well to that like. Um, because it's, you know, because Jesus was a socialist or whatever. Oh, God. Not literally, but he was, you know. Not literally? No, not, well, no. No, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Jesus said, read, you know, in a few thousand years, there's going to be this dude named Marx, and you got to read his book. Um, Right. But no, I mean, it is very, like, anti-capitalist, at least, Mm -hmm. um, which is cool. But yeah, other than other than like feeling like ha- building meaning in your life that is external to, that is oriented toward community and external to, um, you know, like what what tech companies want to impose upon us is important and necessary now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I hadn't voiced it like that before, but yes, that is extremely important. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It just feels very like difficult. Um, well, yeah. You know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. We're like, all you have to do is build meaning in your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find a community of people who make you feel fulfilled outside of like getting, you know, on social media and scrolling, and, and then you better hurry meaning. up, and you better do it quick. Yeah. Um, but like, I guess yeah. The, and then the crucial point of departure from these like national conservatives who seem to have that same intuition is that like. You don't have to hate other people to do that, though. Yeah. Like, they're so close to being right. And then the thing that they were just, like, needlessly uncomfortable with people who are different just stumbles them into being so catastrophically wrong. Right. Right. Oh, and I just hate it because, like, 
somehow I feel like it just strengthens the libs, you know? Yeah. When they're so, like, the conservatives, who are wrong. Like, I agree that they're wrong. Yeah. But they're making the rest of us look bad. Right. Who are right. Right. Yeah, it's like, like, Compact Mag is like a, like a CIA op to, like, discredit, you know, (laughs) socialists who are a little bit suspicious of, like, consumer wokeism. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's bleak. It, it, it the libs are also bringing us down. Yeah. Know? Right. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah. And we're more aligned with the libs, probably. Mm-hmm. Just, just really to. I feel like I'm just not making my points clear. You know. No, I think that's that's clear enough. Mm. It's like you're aligned with the liberal values of like a plural and open society of people who can do you know like live their personal lives as they like or something like that yeah but you don't like their the attendant like economic liberalism that allows for like rapacious capitalism or something yeah oh i'm nodding yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah well we've solved it yeah Wait, what's the solution? Find meaning in your life. Right. And do it fast. Yeah. That's our New York Times op-ed. Right. Mm -hmm. And make sure it's not based on uh, prejudice against others. Yeah. You could get a cat. You could get a cat. Bradley, Bradley, what do you have to say? Good point. (laughs) So true. That is so true, dude. So true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I want to get into running. There's a running club mm-hmm. nearby. Yeah, yeah, at, um, uh, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Milestone, yeah. Bleep it out. No, oh, I'm sorry. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm that, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they run on, like, Wednesdays at 3 or something. Isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Not quite, but. Yeah. Actually, that would be kind of early. That wouldn't make any sense. Well, yeah. All right, well. Do you have any more thoughts? No. <laughs> Are you sleepy from your I'm sleepy. tea and yeah, then beer? <laughs> yeah, I'm sleepy from my upper and then downer. Yeah. Well. Damn. See you in heaven? Yeah, I'll see you in heaven. <laughs>